to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet you. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Comics Emotion Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion. What we like to do here is we like to review movies and TV shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we often talk about, or I talk in that initial spiel bit, about spoiling everything. But can we really spoil something from 1975? No. <laughs> I'd never seen what we're going to review today, Dave. I'd heard plenty of things about it, and I'm sure people who are younger than myself and you, probably our parents' generation, probably may have watched this, Dave. But we are watching the quite tremendous 1975 pilot film wonder woman starring linda carter now just before actually i go into the comics background i have to ask you i mean did did you watch this series as a kid bits dave it was more i probably had a bit of a fascination with linda carter and the whole outfit to be honest because i think when I was in, sort of got into my superhero stuff, I was probably about five, six, seven. Now, at the time, there was the Hulk, which, as you know, I was absolutely petrified as a kid. There was the <laughs> Spider-Man, 1978, which we've reviewed, and obviously had a, a lot of the cartoons and the Superman stuff. So I, I did watch it when it was on, but even as a kid, it was more a show I watched of ridicule. I remember my dad just taking the piss out of it, and I remember watching it, say, if I was off school sick or in summer holidays, it'd be on, like, BBC Two or something, you know, just at some really obscure time. But it was quite a vanilla show, so I remember not being completely bought into it. But I have watched episodes of it, definitely. Yeah, so I remember, I remember watching Wonder Woman a lot. Uh, infatuated with Linda Carter as as yourself, <laughs> you know, she was Wonder Woman for for years and years after. And obviously, neither of us were around at this time. But you know. The, they just had tons of replays, didn't they? I, I seem to remember watching stuff like this and The Fall Guy and Dukes of Hazard all around the same time on a Friday night. So, uh, yeah, that's the main time I remember it. And I think I have seen a bit of this pilot. I remember the bullets and bra- bracelets thing, but I don't really remember the details. So it was a little bit surprising to go back and watch it, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they say don't you know don't go and remake something and we've got the gal gadot obviously wonder woman and we've got wonder woman 1984 coming out dave haven't we? which has been pushed back to next year and i'm pretty certain that they are a million times better than this <laughs> but i'm not blowing my load at all <laughs> well speaking of which i'll go into a little bit of comics background so Wonder Woman first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8, which was released in 1941. So that early kind of um, golden age, remember, Superman came out uh, in the late 30s. You had Batman, and, and really you had that golden age of comics coming out at that time. Now, she was created by writer William Moulton Marsden, whose pseudonym was Charles Moulton at the time. And art was done by Harry George Peter. Now, Moulton Marsden was a bit of a colourful character himself and created an early prototype for the lie detector, and he was, a, he was a professor at the university and stuff. Now, two of the characters, characters, I say, you know, two of the real people who greatly influenced Wonder Woman were his wife, Elizabeth Holloway Marsden, and their life partner, Olive Byrne. Now, the three of them had a fairly unconventional relationship and much of their kind of bedroom antics 
went into those early Wonder Woman stories. So there's a lot of tying up. There's a lot of spanking, uh, using the lasso of truth as well, which is kind of a lie detector uh, type thing. So it's really quite interesting. And if you're interested in them as a trio, there's a really good film called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. It came out a couple of years ago, and it's a really good sort of drama. And obviously, they have dramatized everything, but um, still quite quite interesting. Now, Marston himself died in, I think it was 53, um, but the two of them, so Elizabeth and Olive, both stayed together until until they died, you know, in their, in their kind of late 80s. I think one was... Uh, 1991 was a bit earlier than that so yeah those were the two people who really became this amalgamation uh that became wonder woman so really quite interesting there now chris how about the pilot background yeah so with this dave obviously i'm not going to go down the route of putting review scores up there because there simply isn't there could be two reasons for that it could be that it's terrible or it could be that it's that old that obviously a lot of these sites weren't up. We did have review scores for the Hulk slightly and obviously we're going back to the Superman films and that, but this probably isn't something that is subconsciously reviewed or probably more mimicked than anything. I have seen it on social media, Twitter and that being reviewed, but again, that's more from the side of a fun project rather than sort of the professionals reviewing it. Um, So what I'm going to talk about is sort of how this sort of came to light with the actual production. So in 1974, there was actually a Kathy Lee Crosby starring pilot uh, called Wonder Woman. It didn't hit it off the ground. The ratings weren't that good. Viewing figures weren't that good. So ABC were, were convinced that there was something in the Wonder Woman series. So a year later, they decided to distance themselves from this Kathy Lee Crosby version and just entitled it The New Original Wonder Woman. And um, this one was written by Stanley Ralph Ross. And his sort of remit was to be true to the comic books with a, and a quote, high comedy version of Wonder Woman. Now, Ross actually set it in World War II, which obviously was the year in which the original comic books were set. And that's what the film, well, the recent film, as in the last couple of years, uh, starring Gal Gadot. Now, they had a massive talent search to play Wonder Woman. Linda Carter was picked. She'd only had a sort of minor acting roles and had been on Bob Hope's USO cast members show. And she was actually 1972 Miss World USA, Dave. So that may have had something to do with it and how nice that suit fit her. Uh, We'll get (laughs) into that later. Now, for the role of Steve Trevor, they actually chose a guy called Lyle Wagner. Now, he obviously was not the same as... Same haircut as uh, Trevor in the comics. Trevor's got blonde hair. He's got dark brown, almost black. One of the things, and he'd been known, to be fair, as a comedy actor, David. He'd actually been on the Carol Burnett show for quite some time. But he was a bit of a sex symbol because Mr. Wagner had actually posed semi-nude for Playgirl, Dave. So quite a lot of people knew who he was for his notoriety. (laughs) Don't now, now let me finish this. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. No, because there's a Burt Reynolds picture, Dave, that he was in Playgirl as well, which um, I've seen quite a few times. Not because I'm a Burt Reynolds fan, it's just there. Yeah, anyway, (laughs) come back to that. We're definitely no, no, let's move on, Dave. But what, what he's actually known for more than anything was 10 years earlier. He was actually the leading actor to play Batman in the Adam West 1966. But they actually bypassed him in the end and went with Adam West. So that's quite interesting, Dave. And I can sort of get that by his looks. Obviously, 10 years younger, you know, he was a good-looking bloke in this, to be fair. So that's quite good. Now, what one of the things with this pilot is, because I was saying that you actually want to follow the comic books quite closely, it was when Diana actually used Diana Prince and sort of, when she joined the military and there's a lot of elements within this that they did drop. Um, and they obviously admitted Diana's origin story, including a birth on paradise Island. Now, one of the changes that Linda Carter was responsible for, which came quite synonymous with the whole series was the spin. They wanted something to signify when she changed from Diana Prince into Wonder Woman and they weren't sure how to do it. Obviously, you know, we had the Superman in the phone box gag and all that stuff and that followed a few years later, but it was something in the comics that was used as well. Um, And this is where she, Linda Carter just said, well, why don't I just spin and change suits? And that's where that come from, Dave, which is just bizarre, to be honest. Yeah. It works. It was something that's iconic for her character. And also just add a funky bass line. (laughs) 
That's a bass player, Dave. I'd expect nothing less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just so iconic. I've been, I've been humming it all day, to be honest. It is. And that's the best thing about the show. But um, <laughs> Now, unlike the earlier pilot with Kathy Lee Crosby, they actually wanted to keep uh, Linda Carter's uniform as close to the comic books as possible, Dave, which is quite good. So they went with the traditional look. Now, what they also tried to do within the show, the, the location exposition were all handled as if it was a comic book sort of t- style text. And that you see that when different locations come up, a big ye- yellow box comes up very much in a, as you would read, as you read in a panel on a comic. Um, and that's like even the transitions between scenes and the commercial breaks, Dave, they were all animated starburst sequences. So they did try and keep it as faithful as possible, I, I sort of when we get into that, I sort of want your opinion on that because I think it was quite quirky for that era to the mid seventies. I think it's quite original, to be honest. So yeah, we'll I, that. I don't remember that at all, but that that's one of the things that jumped out was oh, they're sticking dialogue boxes in there, and I, I thought it looked great. It did, to be fair, look really good, and um, yeah, and that's all I've got for the uh, pilot background today, Dave. Very good. Now, just before anyone emails us in, so the Gal Gadot 2017 Wonder Woman was World War One, wasn't it? So that that was a, a little bit before that. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> di- different war. <laughs> Same uniform, Dave. All right. I wasn't even born. Still, all right. Still the Germans. You know, <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> still Germany. Still France. You know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> We start off with a little bit of Nazi plotting and they cunningly decide to speak in English so, so as to keep their secrecy. And actually, you know what, Chris, when I was watching this, I was thinking, I don't, I, I, we're going to desperately try and make sure we stick to our hour, but I kind of want to do a commentary on this because there is so much that I want to pull apart from it. But so I don't want to move on beyond that scene. I mean, what are you thinking in this this opening <laughs> scene with the Nazis? I, I love this. When we're reviewing stuff like this, I absolutely love it because I never ever make notes. You know that, Dave. I'm not the preparation guy. You are you are always prepared. You are like the the anchor to any of the podcasts that we do. And I had to fucking write stuff down for this. So it was when he said to him, he went, yes, I'm going to try to do a German accent. I don't even know what that accent was then, but he's like, yes, Phil, um, let's speak in English because um, of the, what does he say? Because of the uh, security breach. Because of secrecy. Secrecy. (laughs) And I'm like, well, he's fighting against English stroke American people who speak in English. Surely speaking German would give you less chance of you giving away the fucking plot to what you're going to do. I was just like, this is the worst German accent ever because obviously you are purely American. It was fucking brilliant. (laughs) I mean, you've got to appreciate that, you know, they've tried to put, to write a line in there to explain, well, why are they speaking? 
speak in English, you know, because obviously they're, they're not going to stick subtitles on. No one's going to be bothered to read them. So, you know, people are just turn off. So rather than just, you know, in most of the <laughs> more recent kind of war movies, they speak in English accents, don't they? <laughs> you know, the, the old Nazis but, uh, or anybody's. It's a great escape, but, yeah. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I just oh. thought it was, it was just a perfect line because I'm thinking, well, of all the languages in the world, <laughs> you know, who is going to want to, you know, uh, find out your secrets? It's going to be the English or, or the Americans. So, yeah, straight away I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> it was because you're so right. You're like, why Why would you then give up that language? And it was, it's so, when you watch it now, it's so fucking jarring, isn't it? Because you're like... Wow, and people would have lapped that up, wouldn't they, and gone like, oh, there's Linda Carter. What did they just, oh, great, great. I can imagine people thinking it was great, this, but my God, they are the worst baddies, these people, aren't they? The, the whole, because the, the German guy, Dave, there's no there's no real idea what he's actually doing other than the fact that he's German. He's got a bit of a, a, a very dodgy accent, and that's it. it it's just... It's brilliantly, it's brilliantly ridiculous, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's something about a plane, isn't there? You know, they've got some plot, some evil plot to overthrow the Allies. I, I didn't 100% get it, to be quite honest. But I did notice that there was one of the actors, Henry Gibson, uh, the little fella. You know, he pops up in loads and loads of movies, uh, none of which I can actually remember now. Um I think he, I'm sure he's in the Blues Brothers, um, but yeah, so he pops up there. But we get introduced, don't we? We go across to uh, to meet Steve Trevor. Now, it, it's really interesting. You know, I, I went on a bit about the origins of uh, of the creation of Wonder Woman and how it was in that kind of three way relationship. Um, but there were a lot of kind of sexual themes in that. Now it's really interesting that that like nowadays she's held up as this kind of feminist icon you know because she is you know she's powerful she doesn't rely on a man um but i think in the 70s they they kind of got the source material and looked at it and just went well this is all about sex isn't it so let's let's make let's put in a load of seedy blokes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sexually frustrated women, and that'll make a good show. <laughs> oh, it's, it is. It's, it's really bad, isn't it? Because you've got the, the blonde woman who works with Steve, and when we meet Steve, that guy comes in talking to him, and, he, and she's there, and she's going, I'll see you later, Steve. And I'm like, what the <laughs> He's hell? just such a womanizer, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And the thing is, the old general as well, he seems like a bit of a... Do you ever see Monty Python? Where he's like, yep. oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. <laughs> you, know? He's, you know what he's called, Dave? It sounds like Lord Flashard off um, Blackadder, Rick Mayles. He's called General Blankenship of the Air Corps. <laughs> That's his name, and the German guy's called Colonel Oberst von Blasco. Oh, it's... <laughs> in hell but I tell, I tell you what Dave so you get that proper sleazeball bit right how bad so Steve gets the orders doesn't he that they're sending in that uh, Blasco sending in his top pilot pilot he's called Drang, Drangal or something and he sends him in and they go Dave how bad is this fucking plane fight that the actual I know I know of it like you were saying the Dukes of Hazzard the fall guy you always got stuff where you had the used to call it, didn't you, the, the fake background, the scenery bit where they're driving and the, someone's rocking the car like it, the suspension, they're talking away, and you can clearly see it's just a fake cinema screen behind them. But this fucking fight thing with the plane is probably <laughs> one of the worst things ever. Oh, well, it's, it's well, obviously, for a, for a TV pilot, you know, they, they don't have... Uh, the budget to have an actual plane or a dogfight, so they just take world, stock World War Two footage and put put a bit of that in, and then they have you know like an early green screen, and and I think the bit you're on about isn't it is where you've got the pilots where where they you know they both sort of 
been shot down and they've got the parachutes out. Oh my God. It's <laughs> clearly just dangling <laughs> next to each other. Well, they're laughing, aren't they? They're laughing as if the teammates. And then Steve Trevor does like a behind the arm. I mean, you slated Martin Riggs, Dave, when we did this on the VHS. When he did his little roly bowling. Over in Lethal Weapon. He does like a backwards, like he's doing a tennis shot, like a fancy tennis shot with the gun and, and sort of takes him out. But, but they're like laughing as if they're together. And I was like, this is fucking terrible. Oh, it was, it, it's, it's, it's awfully funny though, because I'm watching it and usually it winds me up when I'm watching it, when they're trying to sell some on it. But this one, it just does not take itself seriously at all. It's absolutely brilliant for all the wrong reasons. I think you're right. I think um, I have to say that, I, and, I, and I don't know exactly what the formula for it is, but sometimes when something's bad, you know, it's really hard to get through. But this this is so bad, it's good. <laughs> you know, when you see them dangling on their parachutes, I mean, they're about they're about three feet away from each other. You know, they're supposed to be shot down in their planes, and they're clearly just dangling in a studio <laughs> with oh, some terrible. clouds on the background. And he's just like, "This is terrible," but. I'm loving it. <laughs> I am. I am because Steve Trevor gets shot in the chest, doesn't he? And Drangal ends up in shark-infested water, Dave. How much of a cliche is that? I wonder if it's the shark that was used in the Batman 1966 on Adam West's leg. Uh, he didn't have his bat repellent spray on him. So, <laughs> unfortunately, when you don't have that, yeah, good things don't happen. <laughs> well, well <laughs> as obviously, it's, it's quite in obviously the 2017 film has obviously took nods towards this, Dave, because obviously Steve Trevor ends up washed up on the shore. Diana and Rena pick him up. But I'll tell you what, Dave, it's definitely some of the, the most softcore porn <laughs> that I've ever seen because he, he, they've got this like, oh, I don't know why they've put a blindfold on him, but he's surrounded by all these beautiful women with literally nothing on. He were running like they're on Baywatch, obviously where Baywatch got his inspiration from. <laughs> and they're just like, there's no logic whatsoever. And when they do that sports day thing, Dave, the oh, fucking let's, Amazonian. Let's go on to that oh, in a sec, but, because God. I just want to say, you know, when Steve Trevor washes up on the shore, you know, and you get Diana and a mate there, both running up, like you say, on, a, on an early prototype for Baywatch, they're basically in 90s. <laughs> they're yeah, yeah. Silky little numbers. And when they appeared on the screen, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, this, this is seedy <laughs> as hell. I mean, you know, no, no wonder my dad was quite keen to watch it on a Friday night. On his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's bedtime. Dad, it's only six o'clock. <laughs> Get to bed now. <laughs> the clocks are going forward. What, by four yeah. hours? Yeah. Get to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, before that sports day thing, you know, she's talking to her mom and her mom's telling her about how the man's world, it's all terrible and, you know, we're fine here. But. <laughs> But she's obviously not really believing it. And I have to think this is not just the actress, you know, deciding on her own. She's had the direction to come across like she is the most sexually frustrated person in the world because she's talking about the men. And then she's talking about, you know, we haven't had men on the island. And then she just takes a bite from a knuckle. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know it's like, we don't need men here and like, <laughs> now even if i i don't remember seeing this one as a kid i i would not have picked up on all these themes but by god they are given the direction that basically they, there's this island full of women and they are all honestly gagging for it. It, it is like I'm going to go back to Monty Python again because I, I don't know if you've ever watched the Holy Grail. <laughs> There's a scene there where he's searching for the Grail and, and you get, you know, he, he comes across all these nuns, uh, the Vestal Virgins, I think it is, and, and they're all just, you know, just gagging for this one man. It, it was basically played exactly like that. And I was just watching it, sort of half laughing, half with my jaw on the ground, thinking like, Christ, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> oh, 
it's, it's absolutely, it's brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> mega. So, so you've got, while this is going on, Marcia, who's Steve's assistant stroke lover stroke bit on the side from the earlier, she reveals herself to be a double Nazi agent, doesn't she? And she's sending secret codes back to Germany, to Berlin. So we get, we get all that, that she's double dipping Steve because they've had the news that Steve's actually dead. So that's what they think at this point. And then... It comes to quite literally the best moment of the whole film, the actual Amazonian Sports Day, Dave. Now, I'm waiting for egg and spoon race, the three-legged race, the sack race. It it is, without doubt, they are the slowest runners ever because all they want to do is bounce up and down, Dave. And that's all I'm going to say about going too sleazy because the, the, the run of some of the things they're doing is utterly ridiculous it's, now it wouldn't even get on tv it's that sexist dave it is a time capsule isn't it and i i don't know if there's there's reruns of this i don't know if it's on the dc streaming app but i mean it is pretty exploitation tv isn't it i mean it, it, like you say it's, it's borderline softcore porn yeah it is it really is and and it culminates in two of them one of them's diana because obviously hippolyte um, will not let her do the actual thing i don't know why she just said she forbids her so she puts a blonde disguise on <sighs> she's just utter ridiculous you can tell it's there against someone so it's like the the best of the best it ends up being two of them and they're fighting each other with the bracelets and obviously diana sort of takes all the bullets with a bracelet, you know, blocks all of them. And then this other girl just gets one nick on her arm, convenient, just on her forearm. And then she reveals herself with a wig. And I'm like, you could tell it was her straight. And her mum's like, oh, my God. She went for her mum to give her a bollocking. And her mum just hugs and goes, that's my girl. That's just what I expected. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) Gives her the lasso and the belt. And then he's like, right, we'll send you off to back to America then to do a bit of a a mission. And I mean, Dave... When she gets that invisible jet plane, <laughs> it just looks so bad, doesn't it? But I mean, this is two years before Star Wars, but you know, it, with nothing like an equivalent budget. But again, I, I'm kind of just loving how bad it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I love the fact that when she she goes back, she take she takes Steve Trevor straight to the hospital. And everyone's transfixed by her following her, aren't they? <laughs> but you can see she's clearly holding a doll because she can't yeah, she... actually carry him. And he's just walking behind her. So so he's got like this blanket over him and she's holding like a mannequin, but it's his head, you know, so he's just walking behind her. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you noticed. God. But no, it just, I didn't, I didn't it just looks so bad. <laughs> Go back. I'll, I'll try and find the minute for you, but it, it's just clearly he's just running behind her. <laughs> you know what, though, Dave? And I know, obviously, we fast forward to two, the 2000s, and, and you've got a lot of films where, quite rightly, it's female-led cast of a movie, and they are the lead characters. No problem with that at all. You see... Wonder Woman, you see some of the the ladies in like Black Panther, the Avengers, you know, the really, really strong characters, Captain Marvel, without a doubt, great lead actresses. But the one thing that's evolved, and even in the the, the original X-Men from like 2000, that Dave, is the fucking fighting. Because there's a bit when she drops Steve off and she foils a robbery, and the fighting is probably... The worst thing I've ever seen, Dave. I mean, I think I think the one with Steve Rogers later is is even worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what that, is it? Yeah. The guy says he says, um, "I I don't normally shoot at women." Or ah, oh, it's going to annoy me now. What what that line is? I should have wrote oh, it down. Um, yeah, he's, oh, it's ridiculous. But then he takes a shot at her anyway, doesn't yeah. he? Um, <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> he sort of gave the impression that he doesn't normally shoot at women, but, you know, he'll oh, make an exception for this one. <laughs> but what about the, the the guy, the theatrical agent? His name's Ashley Norman in it. It, it rings a little bit of like what they did with Captain America to me, yeah. Dave. The beat of it, you know, the show and everything. Obviously, this is a DC property, not Marvel, but... I got that straight, but it's the way that this is proper arm robbery, these bullets flying, and he's sat there like a little puppy dog in a car, like, oh, my God, I'm going to make some money. I'm like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? And he just comes up there, and like you say, he's just playing the old sleazeball, and I, I do remember he says, 
a steak dinner cashier dollar. <laughs> so it just tells us a little bit about the time that it's set. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it does. And, and this Ashley guy, though, obviously, it's ridiculous. He gets her in a show where they're firing bullets at her. And I'm thinking, she's deflecting the bullet. Surely there's some sort of ricochet into the crowd. But no, there isn't. The, 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 then this old woman gets up with a big, massive gun, doesn't she? <laughs> with a German <laughs> accent. <laughs> with a German accent. I will have a go. Oh, where are you from? Just, New, New York. Yeah, yeah, of course. You this massive machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> in a pocket, and we're currently yeah. at war with the Germans. Yes, I just happened to bring my own machine gun. <laughs> That's what I mean. Are you from New York? Of course I am. Yes, yes you know, it's absolutely nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's ridiculous is she fires the bullet. She obviously stops it, but then she decides she's quitting after one show, and she then does a move on him and everything, doesn't she? Like a flip and everything. Oh, and there, there is we, some in that machine gun shot though there is some fantastic speeding up effects there though isn't there when she's oh doing the old bullets God. and bracelets thing and, and it's just all sped up <laughs> it just looks weird just looks mad it is it's mad because <laughs> it's just shit isn't it? it's just it's, 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 just, it's wonderfully it, bad though isn't it it's just yeah that, that's the thing I, I shit on stuff all the time and i will throw stuff under the bus and there's plenty of stuff i've hated and you've loved but with this i don't know what it is i can't take my eyes off it but not because i want to sit here when we're doing the, the podcast recording it and absolutely lay into it it's just got a weird charm about it dave and i just can't put my finger on it at all it's it's utterly crap it's utterly ridiculous there's no story and and honestly the, the choreography and fight scenes is absolutely <laughs> woeful so just just you've been talking there i've been furiously scrolling through the quotes on imdb so that that quote that i was after is bank robber shooter nunzio me i never shot a woman before except in self-defense <laughs> That was it, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he just shoots anyway. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It is. It's, pretty, it's fucking terrible. I mean, I've got to say, through all these films, Steve Trevor's got one of the most unluckiest guys I've ever met because literally every scene he's in, he ends up getting knocked out, doesn't he, or something, because he's, he's always injured, Dave. He gets out of his, his heels from his gunshot wounds and obviously being on the Amazonian Paradise Island and that. And then he ends up speaking to that blanker ship and, and he says, like, oh, Blasco's coming over. He's doing the mission personally. How he knows that is that guy who's got the pigeons in it who works for Blasco. He's obviously a double agent. Yep. And he, Trevor just ends up getting a good kick in again, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he gets knocked out by the folks. That, that fight. Well, again, there's some when wonderful there's... German accents in there, isn't there? Schnell! <laughs> oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Because when, when Trevor he pulls up in the car and there's three of them and he has that fight with him, Dave, it's terrible. To some of the thing, and then eventually he cracks his head on a stone, doesn't it? It's absolutely awful. I was thinking, you know, I, I mean, ultimately it's 40-odd years old now, isn't it? But how much, you know, think of the daredevil uh, fight scenes that you get, you know, and, and you compare that to this. I mean, it, it just looks like a bunch of your mates just farting around on YouTube or something, doesn't it? Trying to yeah, play a fight. It does. It looks like a fan-made thing, doesn't it? Like you, you exactly right. Like a YouTube thing where you've got three or four people making it. I mean, oh, obviously from this, when Steve gets gets interrogated and he won't give it up, he's the hard-nosed sort of soldier. And then they give him the truth serum, Dave, and he gives him the safe and all that. But what I love is the, the best line of the whole film is when Wonder Woman finally realizes Marcia breaks into Steve. Obviously, Wonder Woman's there, isn't she, waiting for her. And she's there, and you're thinking, oh, Marcy's going to go. And she goes, I'm not intimidated by you. I'm the Nuremberg judo champion. Oh, and then jumps on her. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't even up the score just because you've done judo. She's like, a, it's got like, the, you know, strength of the bear type situation with the woman. I'm just like, it's absolutely nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, again, the delivery of it, though. It was done with such conviction that she's the judo champion and the way she jumps up on the table. I'm like, oh, this is so bad, but it's great. I mean, it's oh, just, it like you say, I mean, the Wonder Woman that we know, 
Um, it, it, it wouldn't matter if she's the judo champion. She'd just flick her and, and she'd be across the room. But, um, I mean, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it before in the comics background. I mean, Wonder Woman was depowered for quite a few years. And that previous movie that was done in the seven, in 74, she didn't have any powers for that. Now, I think for the series and for a little bit of the action, you know, this cutting edge fight scenes and stuff, they have to kind of keep it interesting. So they've they've depowered her, you know, so she's nothing like, you know, she, uh, now in the DCEU, she can go up against Superman pretty much, can't she? But, but here yeah. she can just about take out a judo champion <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's terrible i mean you know what I've, 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 i realized when i was researching it because i'd made notes and one of the things with this fight was when marcy just gives everything up she gives the whole plan up where steve is at, and i've just realized today when i was researching she's supposed to have the lasso of truth on isn't she and i'd not realized that dave because i was pissing myself watching it going why is she just giving everything up so easily? Well, that's obviously why, which makes perfect sense. So I, I was really going to lay into that bit, but it doesn't explain it very well on the screen. But having researched it, I sort of get why she offered it up because it was just ridiculous. She had no resistance. When Diana said, what's this? You just give her everything, the phone number, where Steve is, or the whole plan. And that's obviously why. Yeah, the old lasso of truth. So lasso of truth or, or truth serum. I mean, I, I think the lasso of truth is a bit more um, less ridiculous than the truth serum. <laughs> you know, when old Steve Roger was saying, you know, they were trying to get the codes off him. And he was like, no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> Just coming across like he was completely drunk. It, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And this is where she goes to get Blasco and goes in an invisible plane, Dave. A fucking invisible plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can tell he was a pilot. And, he, and she ends oh, up the, landing the, it. So on... the invisible plane, it's a real thing, but um, it, it just looks... It, it's probably one of the things they could have written out, I think, of the old 75 pilot. With with the budget that they had and how it looked, they, they might have wanted to leave that bit out, I think. Yeah, they should have just had the flying, I think, Dave. It was awful. And she goes to, she fights Von Blasco, and Blasco is, just gets chinned in one punch. She knocks him out, drags him onto her plane, the invisible plane again, and then his plane goes into the scene. She takes him, doesn't she, back to America, and he gets arrested and at the police station. And I was just like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But then she goes to get Trevor. Fine, see Trevor at Marcy's apartment and starts fighting again and again. The fight stuff, Dave, it's just, oh, it, it's not even believable. I can't believe that in 1975 or 76, whenever they said in the UK and US and that, people watched this and were convinced by this, this sort of action. I just don't believe it at all. I mean, I don't know. I, I think... What was the closest thing? We did uh, the 77 Spider-Man. We also did uh, Hulk. I think what was Hulk 78. So it's all around the 70s. And it was it was all pretty bad, to be fair. I mean, after we watched the Hulk pilot, I bought the whole series on Amazon. And um, <laughs> I, I, I think I made it to about episode four. But it was all really, really bad. Um, again, the themes were like every bloke was really sleazy. <laughs> every woman was a, a little bit gagging for it. Um, you know, uh, Bruce Banner or David Banner was fighting this bear. And it was clearly a bloke in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then he throws it and it's clearly a teddy bear. And then, and also one of the things that I noticed, and I might have to go and buy this series as well, to be honest. It's so great. Um, David Banner, you know, he, he always had a string of ladies. Each episode, he, he introduces himself to a new lady, doesn't he? And uh, he says to this one, I think it might be about episode three or something, he says uh, he's going to take her out for a sumptuous meal. That's how old uh, Bill Bigsby <laughs> delivers it. He takes her out for a fucking hot dog. <laughs> Like literally no oh onions God. or anything on it. It was a hot dog. And that was his sumptuous meal. I think life was just very, very different in the 70s, Chris. Yeah, without a doubt, Dave. I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I think, 
You're right, because Lou Ferrigno just, just does a muscle up every time, doesn't he, to scare people? He just goes, <laughs> he just, does his like, just flexes. Yeah. yeah, he just flexes like he's bodybuilding still. So, yeah, that's very true, actually, Dave. You don't actually see a lot of punches going on with the Hulk. He just throws things, doesn't he? So, and to be fair, we did call out the karate fighting that went on in Spider-Man when he's, when towards the end of the film where he's fighting about three blokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking terrible. So maybe maybe I'm just watching this in Rose Tinted Glasses. Even um, last week we did Karate Kid from 84. Oh, my So, you know, God, that's nine yeah. years after this. I don't know if the, the fight choreography was any better. Yeah, it wasn't. I slagged him off, didn't I, Ralph Macho and uh, Pat Marita, Dave. They were fucking terrible. I, I oh, wonder if, you know, we as we get to the later... 80s so we did lethal weapon didn't we and that fight scene yeah. looked looked good with old gary Busey. and i think um yeah. maybe it's it's one of those things that somewhere between the late 80s and and into the 90s somewhere you know the fight choreography just actually got quite good something somewhere dave i but agree definitely I not agree, in cause... 1975 <laughs> no and you're right there's a massive a massive massive leap even like stuff like the dukes of Hazzard, they had proper fight scenes in it the fall guy they were proper like Are you brawls sure going on you're not there? just remembering it like that Dave, I've watched the Dukes of Hazzard recently. Don't worry, there's some dodgy bits, but at least they did they, they, have some proper scrap with people and stuff. Uh, the Fall Guy did, Colt Seavers, definitely, because I love that. And the 18 days. Well, I mean, he was a stunt guy, so you, you would expect the Fall Guy to, to do it, but I, I'm going to have yeah, to go. True. I'm going to have to go on YouTube and check you out on that. I, I think. I'm not sure I believe that the fight scenes were that great. Uh, no, 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 right, Dave. Let me just clarify one thing. I think they're not going to be yeah. proper, like, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be like top level fighting, but they're going to be a lot better than this, without a doubt. This is just hammed up. To, to, I mean, uh, you might as well have a bloody pig suit on or something. It's hammed up. It's terrible. <laughs> oh my god yeah well actually dave yeah that was that 2016 17 that is actually one of the worst fighting i've ever seen if anyone's if anybody has never seen iron fist just watch on netflix if you've got it the first two or three episodes of the first series oh my good god you can actually see that none of the punches are, are hitting each other that's how bad the choreography is that is a terrible <laughs> series that but getting back to wonder woman so I mean, uh, at the end there, we, we get um, the secretaries found out, the old judo champion. And so, you know, there's an open slot for, oh no, I, I guess they part ways, don't they? So Steve Rogers is a little bit smitten with Wonder Woman, you know, and she disappears off. And even though, you know, I, I guess she does the old Clark Kent, doesn't she? There's an open spot for the secretary's position. And then she uh, she applies there. But though, doesn't he say something like, oh, I just want a very average looking secretary or something like that? Like, like the previous uh, job position was advertised as must be smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and as, you know, as things go in the 70s and 80s, you just put some glasses on someone, you put their hair up, and apparently that makes them look ugly. Yeah, definitely, Dave. <laughs> definitely. You don't want all the attention. She actually looks prettier when she's like that, to be fair. Linda Carter. She's a very, very pretty lady, I've got yeah, to say. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we quite often go back to Christopher Reeve, don't we? And we say about yeah. how different he genuinely looked as Clark Kent as opposed to Superman. But I've got to say, Linda Carter, it's just it's just Linda Carter in glasses. <laughs> You're about as convincing as Henry Cavill, Dave, as Clark exactly. Kent and Superman. Like, no, you've just put on some glasses. I still know it's you. <laughs> you know, especially <laughs> no one old else Steve. Thought. He was pining after her, you know, so he's probably dreaming about her. And it's like, oh, this woman who's completely nothing like her. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? In, um, we need to do this one as well at some point. The Supergirl movie. I'm sure she she changes her hair. So when she's in a civilian identity, she has brown hair. So she does a bit of a Hannah Montana thing. In fact, I wonder if that's where Hannah Montana got it from. You know, so she she did look a bit different. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not buying this one. 
No, I'm not. And apparently, Dave, the fight scene between Wonder Woman and Marcia, the Nuremberg judo champion, is what inspired the fight between Alexis Colby and Joan Collins' character on Disney. Really? Uh, Disney. Dynasty, sorry. Yeah, years later. <laughs> Dynasty Plus. <laughs> yeah, Dynasty Plus, yeah. Oh, it's Alexis Colby's actually is Joan Collins, or whatever the, the other one was called. Alexis Colby was Joan Collins, I think. I never watched it properly, but I always just remember it being in the papers in the UK because if it wasn't Dallas, it was Dynasty. If there was a big fight on, they'd be like, oh my God, they're going to go to war. And they'd be like, slap one another, and that'd be the end of it. Now, that's when shoulder pads really were shoulder pads, isn't it? Yeah, well, they were used as weapons as well, Dave. The old shoulder shoulder bars meant different things back then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we get into our review, Dave? Yeah, let's go. So, as I've mentioned, it's a classic movie. I'd recommend anybody to watch it just to realise that pretty much in the 70s you could get away with what the fuck you wanted, Dave. As long as you had some sort of story, you could just make whatever crap you wanted. And, And this stays very true to the comics. Obviously, I'm not a massive comic book reader, but I I know the Wonder Woman origins. We've obviously done that. I did the review with Jamie Dinner a few episodes ago, Dave, or quite a few episodes ago in comics. And it's just a weird charm about it. I can't can't send it to the Phantom Zone. I really can't. I I, I want to because it's just terrible, but it's just, there's so many likable characters, even the German guy. I mean, like I say, the thing that settled the whole film was, was that let's speak in English for security things, you know, for sp- secret spy reasons or whatever. It's just like, that makes no sense other than the fact that you are not German and nobody's going to understand it in America if you've got subtitles. So that is a brilliant bit of writing, if for all the wrong reasons. So Linda Carter, excellent as Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's just... It just is. Uh, the fighting is absolutely atrocious. I've seen the better scraps between two, three-year-olds, Dave, and it really is bad. But I'm not sending it to the Phantom Zone. I'm going to send it to Hell's Kitchen. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It is well worth a watch, guys. It's readily available online on youtube you can watch it and if you're not sure just watch some of the snippets on youtube because it's about 80 minutes long i think 75 minutes long the actual movie but it is just worth it for that it's absolutely a time capsule of absolute shit but it's a great bit of shit dave (laughs) if there is such a thing as great shit well there you go so uh, what about yourself you know one of the things we didn't talk about is the music of course and uh you know in the 70s they really could make a, a good theme tune couldn't they you know and i think probably even before that i think the spider-man animated uh cartoon was i think that was the 60s wasn't it you know and and it was just absolutely brilliant but you know you listen to the lyrics and you just realize how different it was back then you know so they're talking about wonder woman you know in her satin tights fighting for your rights (laughs) it's like (laughs) hang about Sat in tights. Just forget the fact she's a woman. You know, just just focus on her as a person or or a superhero. So, but yeah, incredibly catchy. And as I mentioned before, I have been humming it all day. Now, if you remember the old Wonder Woman series, I bet you probably remember it slightly differently to this <laughs> because it is, like I said before, it's a bunch of sleazy blokes and a bunch of sexually frustrated women. You know, there are a lot of kind of those adult themes that run throughout this that I just never remember. Now, some of the fight scenes are just awful. Some of the acting is pretty terrible. Some of the dialogue, just the overall plot, it it just doesn't make any sense, really. Uh, Really not believable. And so Everything about this should make it a terrible pilot. But you do have to look at these things through a bit of a lens. You know, we are going back to 1975, so it's no good looking at it and comparing it with, like, the 2017 Wonder Woman. But, you know, we are watching it today, and you just have to review it based on what it was. But it for me, this absolutely falls into the category of it's so bad, it's good. I mean... Uh, I don't kind of, I, I wouldn't 
well, I wouldn't think my kids would actually sit down and watch this, to be honest, or, or they would be laughing their heads off. But if you do remember that TV show, you know, maybe have a couple of beers. <laughs> you know, if you've got if you've got an hour and a half to to spare, and just watch it, and it is just such a good laugh. <laughs> and, and like I say, I, I don't know when we'd find the time, but I think there are so many things to actually that we could have pulled out from this as well. I'm kind of tempted to do like a, a DVD commentary type thing because it is just a laugh from one minute to the next. And so because of that, I'm not going to send it to the Phantom Zone. I'm not even going to send it to Hell's Kitchen. This is a whole of justice for me because it is such fun. And, you know, the fact that they've got the the comic book panels in there, this is not... You know, like we got into the into the nineties, and certainly, you know, even the the two thousand X Men, we got like, yeah, they're superheroes, but you know, those costumes are kind of funny, and so you know, we're we're going to ignore them. With this one, they absolutely go for it, you know. And I, I said they should have probably left out stuff like the Invisible Plane, but no, that's in the source material, so let's get it in there. And so it does look a bit silly now, but I really appreciate them absolutely going for it back then. So yeah, Hall of Justice for me, and a whole bunch of fun. I'm so glad that we went back and reviewed this one. Yeah, no, I am. I love stuff like this, Dave. It's It makes for a great episode because we just rip it to pieces, <laughs> don't we? But yeah, brilliant. And I can't argue with that, Dave. I was umming and ahhing whether to send it to Hall of Justice as well, so I... I think it's a great score and another cracking review brilliant film brilliant film he's left me i will watch it again dave i will watch this again i genuinely will and i've not said that about some of the ones i've low marked because it's just fantastically bad and that's you know, great got to admit kind of watched it twice <laughs> 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 and it was almost i mean i i'd watched it on the friday and it was almost like the day after I was thinking, did I really just see that? Because <laughs> I remember it so different. And so now went back and watched it. And it, it was just, I think, I think the second time the surprise factor wasn't there. So I could just enjoy the silliness of it a bit more. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it again. No, nice one. Nice one, Dave. So if you want to get in contact with the show, guys, at Comics Emotion P on Twitter. If you want to email the show, the Comics Emotion Podcast at gmail.com. And again, if you do like the show, please go onto your podcast catching app and drop us a review. It just helps us grow and gets us out there to more people. So, Dave, have you got anything for us today? Well, Chris, if you are in any doubt and you haven't watched this in the last few years, if you're in any doubt about some of the dialogue and the sexist themes that went on in this movie, I'll just give you this little line from Colonel Von Blasco. I prefer not to soil my hands on female flesh, but if you insist, I'll see you next week. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. James Xavier, go fuck yourself. What in the dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sounds. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. And me? Good to eat. Hey!